Costa the space. There's an overlapping run from Ailing, and Ailing gets the ball, and there are men in the box, and it comes for Pablo Hernandez, and Pablo Hernandez scores the goal for Leeds United. Welcome to our Leeds, therefore I am. Sorry, takes you back, doesn't it? I mean, that we all look back at that moment and think, what an amazing moment one it was, how incredible, euphoric. I listen, I wasn't euphoric in that moment because it was so tense up until then. It was like waiting yeah. for the emodium to yeah. kick in. And, and it's like I re- you don't feel relief. You actually just feel a, a a lacking of the tension, and it sort of yeah, it yeah. wasn't euphoric. It was like, oh, I don't have this knot in my stomach anymore that was yeah, making me want out. to just a- attack everyone on site. That was one of my famous bath time matches, oh. and um, I remember it was a beautiful summer's day. <laughs> um, what are you laughing for? Well, it's it the idea wonderful... that it's like it's a beautiful summer's day, and you're in a scalding <laughs> hot bath. No, no. Because I remember um, the missus was in the back garden sunbathing and I was just in the bath uh, watching the football. <laughs> and um, I remember it was one of those things where it, like reaching for the towel. That's not a euphemism. <laughs> but I was, uh, <laughs> I, it was almost reaching for the towel and I thought, you know, I'll give it two minutes and I kind of like wash my top off again, if I'm being honest. Just wash my top off again, just just to be secure. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I, I, I remember sliding down in the bath and I thought I'll have five more minutes of soaking in the water. And then, and then it was, you know, right back, right wing. Yeah, yeah. And and, and I squealed like someone was putting a pig down. Yeah. Um, and to be honest with you, I slipped around pretty much like it as well. Um, <laughs> and and um, and the missus thought that I'd um, fallen through the floor. She or she texted. Uh, she I, I actually remember that now because she texted me. She yeah. texted me so concerned about your mental health that she just had to rule things out. She's like, "Have Lee scored an important goal or something?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just flatly ignored it. Flatly yeah. ignored the text. Yeah, yeah. Or it was either that, or I'd fallen naked onto the um, toilet brush. <laughs> yeah, that, that was. It was yeah. one thing or the other. But I remember another one of your famous thinking, bath times. That one. <laughs> yeah. The old toilet brush. Yeah. I say, I say it's an accident. Um, but um, no. Um, but I, I remember just thinking at that time that like sixteen, sixteen years of hurt, as the song goes. Um, oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Well-known song about Leeds. <laughs> 16 years of But I remember just thinking, almost, I think almost like someone has a hip replacement and then finally puts the walking stick down and going, I can, I can get, I can get to Tesco by myself. Yeah. This is going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, kick, kick, kick away right, and, you, and, and look at where we are. Look you, at where we are you now. You know those videos you have of Incredible. Um, people who've never heard who are deaf and then have the cochlear yeah, implants yeah, yeah, yeah. and they hear for the first time. They don't squeal with joy. They just silently weep. That's what I was feeling when that Hernandez yeah, goal yeah, dribbled yeah, in. Yeah. And then I got angry happy. I started just getting really angry about the fact that it was so good that he celebrated against a former team. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, he's ours, he's ours. He knows he's ours. I, yeah. I remember thinking almost immediately, 
who are we going to buy when we get to the Premiership? <laughs> Who's going to want to come to our team? Yeah. Um, and how are we going to stay up? And, and yeah. I think it's, it's it's bowing from one tragedy to another, isn't it? But here we are, um, the best part of 12 months later. Oh. Um, I, uh, the thing is, the, the superlatives have come and gone. We're, we've heard the usual detractors. Um, I was reminded earlier on about a podcast I went on um, right at the beginning of the season, mm. um, just just before we, I think it was just before we played Liverpool. Yeah, and um, these absolute twerps that were I was going on this podcast with um, were sending me all the kind of videos about me saying, "Oh, um, I can't, I can't wait till we play Manchester United and the rest of it." Yeah, and it's just like a scum fan to kind of yeah. like bring that home when they've underachieved and we've yeah. massively overachieved. But yeah. that's by the by. Um, but it just I was actually showboating before we'd even kicked a ball and I was at gloating saying you haven't seen anything like it and to be fair to the geezer that runs the podcast he sent out a message today saying I think we owe this guy an apology because I was uh, trading on everything I knew about Bielsa and I also know the arrogance of the premiership and the arrogance of yeah oh the championship oh is that a thing oh what is someone good playing in that and and to yeah. be fair I know we both hate Brentford yeah but I think if Brentford come up yeah, I think through the playoffs, they'll surprise people. Yeah. They will surprise yeah, people because right. they play an exciting brand mm. of football. And despite the fact that you know their stadium looks like it's been put together by a twelve-year-old with Lego, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it doesn't really matter because they they have a system there that seems to be working. Although, but... although I, they, they're going to have to re remodel. The only thing that would go against them is that their system almost is purpose-built for them to fail in the playoffs every single year. Like as a business, as is, a business yeah. entity, they're, they're working yeah, really yeah. well. Um, and they're so basically the, the, a feeder club to a bunch of clubs that have money. Yeah, and so it's like, what do they do when they're suddenly not that? You know, but yeah. but yeah, yeah. Less said about about that. Another club like Brighton that just should have, they shouldn't be in the conversation. To be honest, no, no, but no, you no. you were confident at the start. Like normally, like because I I just I vacillate from like. Um, well, that's not a euphemism, but um, uh, between like just despair. <laughs> you vacillate with your Vaseline, don't you? <laughs> um, and I was just like, like at the start of the season, I was like, oh, this is going to be like a rude awakening, and all of this. The one thing I got right was about Patrick Bamford um, potentially being more suited listen, to the Prem than the listen, championship. Next week, next week, I'm going to be bringing out the old quotations um, from the old podcast Ooh. in which Ooh. I <laughs> am, <laughs> I am absolutely kind of like lambasting from a distance <laughs> um, but to be fair to you we did we had a I, I was just checking back as you do you know sometimes i sit there for 14 16 hours at a time and listen to all the things we recorded yeah. and um i was checking through and to be fair you were always along the lines of he's quite a technical player i'm not sure the championship suits him and while i was in the background my teeth but you could just hear my teeth grinding each other <laughs> you know, right? but um <laughs> But hey, listen. You know, it, it's been it's been a mad twelve months. Yeah. Um, oh. I I was optimistic. I have at times been infuriated. Yeah. Not with anything. I've been infuriated in a very very um, kind of like temporary way. In as much as beating Man City, beating yeah. um, Tottenham. You know, drawing at great teams and then losing to the shite that is Brighton. And, yeah. and, I, and I've done that really foolhardy thing where I've said to myself. If we just beat in Brighton and and Wolves, then we would be up there. To, but then, if we didn't, it's almost like if you know, there's a holistic picture here, isn't there? Like if we didn't lose to them, we wouldn't have beaten Man City in a way. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I, I've, I've struggled. Th that's my only been my only struggle this season. I've been absolutely one hundred percent like kind of like positive. Everything will be okay. I knew early doors like February March that we stayed up. I wasn't dragged into that whole discussion about 
oh, do you think 40 points will be enough in the rest of it? I knew he would. And actually, the points needed to stay up this year have been woefully low. Yeah. Um, yeah. 32, I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's not It's not a huge amount. Um, but I, I, I do have to say this, as level-headed as possible, I think the bottom six or seven teams in the Premiership are absolute toss. And yeah. I, I didn't think that the quality would be that low. It doesn't. It doesn't yeah. it change the fact that we've done really well, but have, there have, has been know, times you, when it's been absolutely bizarrely poor. You know how, like, I mean, Bielsa ruins football, f- any other football games than a yeah. Bielsa football game. I've realised that, like, watching other games without Bielsa, uh, a Bielsa team or a Bielsa style team in it, it's like I can kind of see why the Yanks don't necessarily like soccer that much because it like it can seem plodding and slow and um bielsa is just incredible but you know how everyone was calling him the myth you know at mm. the start oh well you know that barely articulate neanderthal um you know was calling him a myth do you think actually what bielsa's done has is he's actually shined a light on the myth of the lower lower echelons of the premiership it's not as good as everybody makes out you know this whole. I think I think it's difficult because you know I've been fairly impressed with the quality of football across Europe this year. Yeah. And I don't know whether it's a, a, um, a, to do with Leeds being in the top division, but I have taken some time out to watch some German football, some Italian football for the Ooh. first time since I was probably fifteen. <laughs> with, and, with, when you know, football Italia was on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know how close that is to your heart. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah. But some of the quality across across Europe is is really really good, really really good. Yeah. Um, and. To say that the Premiership is the best league in the world, I mean, yeah, it's a it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because that like you can you can Burnley. say it's, you can yeah we well, can say it's the best league Christ in the world while you're watching like whilst you're watching Man City v Man United whilst you're watching you know like the top I guess the top teams playing each other although that's becoming more of a, a joke in of itself but then mm. when it's when it's West Brom v Burnley yeah. It's like you know what yeah, I yeah. think I'd rather watch Wolfsburg versus um, Leipzig. Yeah, I think I'm with well you done. on that. Roma, Roma versus Inter. You know. Um, yeah, yeah. It, 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 that carries. Maybe. Yeah. Is there is there a sort of a, a lesser? And you prestige? know what the, the Premiership, the Premiership at times, even in in the top, is uh, like is like a pantomime. Yeah. And so when you see someone like Lukaku go to Inter and do really well, he's escaped the pantomime of the Premiership, um, and the pantomime of Jose Mourinho, you know, I've got a lot of time for him, but like all that kind of stuff. <laughs> no, I do, I do, I do. I, I still, I still kind of do. He'll do a job for someone. I just hope. Oh yeah, it, hey, it, Roma. Yeah, you know, he's, he's gonna, he'll, he'll do well in mm. Roma. He'll do well there. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, but it's interesting. Team players that have moved away from big English teams and done well elsewhere. Yeah, I don't know why that is. I don't know whether that's something to do with the media or something to do with expectation or mm. or playing in the so-called biggest league in the world but it, it, anyway anyway so what we're gonna do now is this um we're gonna look back and on both of our personal three highlights of the season for Leeds United and what's been an amazing year yeah so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pass you the baton mm. that's French for you you put a little stick. bit of a French twang on that as well I know you? I don't know why baton? I, don't, I have no idea why yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so, I I want to go to a French restaurant with you and listen to you order, not just in French, but with that inflection to it as well. Oh, we oui, we oui, we oui. say uh, hamburger. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was Welsh. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a bit. So, um, 
so I'm going to ask you, what is your of your of your top three? What is mm. your third best moment of this season for Leeds United? Third best moment for me was actually the opening um, few moments of our game, it's our first game in the Premier League. Up and into the penalty area. This is a chance for a shot. Oh, he scored! Oh yes, what a strike! You think he's going to plant it to the far corner instead? He cuts it back, Allison is beaten, but it's a great touch to go inside Alexander-Arnold. And then the ball looped forward to the edge of the penalty, and Bamford's in here, and Patrick Bamford has scored for Leeds United! Oh, what an equalising goal! And Van Dijk, normally he's so comfortable and calm in those situations, he wasn't sure whether, he just sticks a leg out. Elder Costa, who's just outside, well, ten yards outside the penalty area, plays the ball into the box, here's Cleek, oh, he scored! Wow, our players are kicking a football against players in the best league in the world on the global stage. We've made it back. It was a huge moment and it was one that I was just so delighted to, to be able to be watching. So so that, that first game against Liverpool, it, 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 I mean, that was a mad game anyway, wasn't it? It was absolutely mm. insane. It announced our sort of, you know, we're, we're not here to make up the numbers. Um, it also... Yeah, it also started uh, a whole sort of tranche of lazy journalism and lazy punditry um, because it was slightly reminiscent of the Simon Grayson days where it's like, you'll score yeah, three, yeah, we'll yeah. score four. Except we weren't playing Scunthorpe. We were playing Liverpool, who had just won the Premiership. Um, and we were fantastic in that game. Um, and so, mm-hmm. like, for me, I think that was that was a massive moment. And, and it, it was just that ability to not just turn up but to mix it and and just to be counted amongst those teams I think was after it so felt, long away it felt amazing it, it felt really odd I felt like we were it was almost I felt like any moment someone was going to say nah not really you got Yeovil yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. and I was doing a watch along with a Liverpool with um, a couple of guys and one of them was a Liverpool fan and it just felt weird to be there, despite the fact we'd goaded yeah. Liverpool and Spurs fans and Norwich fans the previous season on a podcast saying yeah. that when we're in the Premiership and when Norwich are down and all the rest of it, yeah. and then it all came true. And I was sitting there, and this Liverpoolian kind of fan was kind of going, "Oh, you're passing the ball really well," and I and I was kind of like, "No, we need to do better." You know, we yeah. usually keep the ball better than yeah. this and the rest yeah. of it. And then when we scored, it was. It, it, I genuinely thought we were going to get a result that day and I thought we were going to really shock everyone and in some ways I think maybe it would have been quite self-defeating if we did Yeah, yeah. because then people would have sat up sooner possibly but well, um, yeah. one, th- one thing that's worth saying is this um, I had a conversation today with, with a Liverpool fan um, in which we discussed Leeds United next season so just, just reflecting on obviously that first game of this season yeah. how, what's your feeling in terms of how prepared teams will be when coming out against Leeds next year this is the thing like again it's the rhetoric nobody knows what season 4 Bielsa looks like because nobody's no. seen what season 3 Bielsa looks like and season 3 Bielsa has taken a largely championship based core of players and brought them into the top half of the premiership acclimatised them so quickly and effectively and efficiently so powerful is season 3 Bielsa do you remember like season 1 Bielsa transformed us from a middle table side in the championship lower middle table in the championship to being mm-hmm. almost there season 2 Bielsa um, we're talked at in the same sort of languages when Newcastle walked the league and when Wolves walked the league 
It's mm. like everyone who knew football was like, well, Leeds were by far the dominant side and it w- would have been a travesty had they not gone up. And we, we went up yeah. with a canter in the end. And that was season two, Bielsa. Yeah. Season three, Bielsa has taken us not just into the Premiership, but we've we've actually... We Highest have become, points we've of been, any promoted oh, team, etc., yeah, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 60 you know, goals. So season four, Bielsa, is, is something that I'm, I'm excited about because what Bielsa gives you is certainty. We will create, yeah. on the whole, more opportunities to score than anyone else. Do we you will feel in a better on. position? Yeah. Do you feel in a better position as a fan as a, and yeah. as a kind of like, as someone who analyses it in a slightly yeah. deeper way um, of being able to predict anything at all? Yeah, I think so. Because actually one of the things that Bielsa allows you to do is have that certainty. So like, so so what will, what will season four Bielsa look like? Well, it, what it will be is there'll be that core group of players who are even more drilled, who are even more conditioned to be able to do the passing patterns that he wants them to do, who are able to um, run the just the sheer amount that he expects them to run, to defend like he wants them to defend. But what we will crucially have is, and I, and, and I think that the fan base now trusts Orta, where they didn't at the start, is if we have quality coming in, like Rodrigo, like Rafinha, like Llorente, again, another influx of quality this summer... What you've suddenly got is not only that core group of players who can do these things, but then suddenly a different level of quality that's able to, although Bielsa would never call it plan B, can plan B it. Who can create that something out of nothing or who can stop things where it shouldn't be happening. You know, there's, again, the lazy punditry of Leeds concede loads from set pieces and corners. They did until Urente got back in the squad and was strong and that Stroik, and when Stroik got given a regular set of games, when we had a regular centre-back partnership, we suddenly weren't conceding from, yeah. from those set pieces. And it's like mm. what Bielsa gives you is that certainty. So I think the whole season two thing, we're not going to... First of all, we're not Sheffield United. Um, we haven't... Yeah. And also, listen, we've not taken people by surprise. Mm. The, oppo- the opposing managers have yes, known I've, what we're going to do. That's yeah. We might have taken fans by surprise, but we've not taken the opposition by surprise. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's going to be the same. The other great thing about this is, like, in the Championship, the reason the Championship was, was really, really good in Bielsa's first season to watch, but dross in the second season, is pragmatism overruled anything. And so teams yeah. set up to beat the opposition, depending on who they were. So it was a bit more of a tactical battle, but it meant watching it wasn't as exciting in the premiership there is an arrogance in the premiership outside of Burnley even like Brighton are like we play a certain way and that's the way we're going to play and try to impose our game on the opposition only Burnley I think have overtly been the team that have said well we're going to try to find a way to stop you from playing maybe West Brom as well actually and you can see where they are Um, and so what's happened is we're going to be again in a situation where like Arsenal are going to know what we're going to do, but they're not going to change their style. Spurs are going to know what we're going to do. They're not going to change the style. Man City aren't going to change their style. Liverpool aren't going to change their style. So again, it makes no difference. We'll we'll be fine. Good. Excellent. Okay. Um, So my number three Mm. in this season is as follows. Bamford. Bamford still. Oh, he's done it. Patrick Bamford has done it. It's a magnificent hat-trick from Leeds United number nine. Patrick Bamford has scored all three and 
Villa's 100% record in the league this season is ripped to shreds by Leeds United and by Patrick Bamford in particular. Oh. Um, and now, <laughs> yeah. now the thing is, for me, that, that there was a couple of things that happened with this. Yeah. The first one was we just come off of the back of losing to Wolves, and I remember feeling particularly probably that was probably if I if I had to say in, in you know if I had to plot the graph of the tension that I felt in this season, losing to Wolves, yeah, <laughs> really annoyed me because they they've been dross all season, yeah. um, and so we came off the back of that, and there was a few question marks around. You know, um, around our strike force and the rest of it, but for me, the way in which Bamford like took that game by the scruff of the neck, oh yeah, and, and just and just said, "I'm going to score no matter what." The first goal was an absolute perler where he just chose yeah. the top right hand corner and just and and then basically picked the ball up with his body and put it in the top corner. Yeah, but the second goal oh. was something really special. It was beautiful, the twisting, wasn't it? the turning, oh. the kind of finding an angle and then placing it in the top corner. I mean, in that sense, I don't really feel that. I, I, that in that way, he's been by himself this season as a striker. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I feel like his technical ability has just kind of just risen to the top. And yeah. every now and then, we've seen a little bit of a shadow of should have placed it in this direction yeah. more towards the end of the season um should have lifted it over the keeper maybe but you know i mean I, I i can't fault a single thing about patrick bamford this season he's answered all of his critics and for me possibly you know for that game as well it was about everyone was talking about villa as though they were this surprise package and then we absolutely pounded them three nil yeah yeah. Oh, that, that, Sorry, that and that felt good because like relationships with Villa have been acrimonious to say yeah. the least, haven't they? And it's not been helped by like idiot Villa pundits, um, you know, spouting off nonsense um, on the airwaves. Yeah. But oh, I, I've said to you before, like even even on our podcast that we recorded after that really weird game where we gave the goal, you know, that iconic Bielsa moment now, which I'm actually yeah. thankful for in terms of like it's part of our history. But it's like. I always kind of liked Villa, particularly under O'Neill. Like, yeah, how yeah, how do yeah. I dislike them so much them. now? Uh, but I, I think do. They're, they're, they're a te- John Terry, Grealish. Yeah, it, El Ghazi. You know, it, all, the whole the whole show. It's they're anti leads. Frankly, yeah. it's, it's just they're anti leads. And I took a special pleasure. Um, the thing about Aston Villa is that they, they are kind of the home of the overrated player. And I'm not talking about Jack Grealish necessarily, although. No. Um, although it's, it's difficult to judge judge him, I, I think he's an exciting player. I won't want him anywhere near a lead shirt, but I kind of like watching him play. I, I don't, I don't want him to play yeah. for, for our club because he's not a Leeds player. But when I saw Patrick Bamford kind of tap dancing past Mings to place it in the top <laughs> corner, yeah. I mean that's special because Mings is a perfect case in point of. Just, I don't know what he has over somebody, but he is a very, very average. Oh player. yeah, very absolutely. average. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you know, um, that th- that for me was the the third the third ranking in my um in my um, highlights of the season. Um, we're on to number two yep. for you. Uh, so for me, it's one specific moment in a match that highlighted a wider situation that we have as a club. Attack in the meantime, Rafinha, edge of the penalty area, forced away from goal. Oh my oh. word, oh what a turn that is from Rafinha. He's brought down and it's a, is it, what is it, what's he given here? Free kick right on the edge of the penalty area. Well, what about this skill here? Gary Cahill 
beaten all ends up one two through the legs as well i i honestly didn't know that was even a skill before i saw it on that evening no. i gotta be honest i didn't know that was a thing that people did <laughs> what, what was hilarious was like so you and i went for you know when we were allowed to do exercise with one of the person outside yep I don't know if you remember oh, this. Yeah, yeah. You and I went out with a football and like for for a grim yeah. 10 minutes, like literally nobody yeah. around, thankfully. We were trying to yeah. work out we're trying to do it. what yeah. the How hell it was it. that he did. and like We I, couldn't even figure out the physics of it. <laughs> no, it I don't even know which direction you've got to run or <laughs> let alone kick the ball. But you, but know, yeah. you know what that, that, that just told me? Not only yeah. that we're on the map now, but yeah. not only that Rafinha is possibly the most exciting player we've had in our club since we've been demoted from the Premiership. In terms, I, 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 I'm firmly of the opinion that he will go for over £50 million to another club at some point if he carries on the form that he's shown in Leeds, which there's no reason why he shouldn't. Um, and, and, and even like, um, I was listening to an interview today with um, uh, Luke Ayling, and Luke Ayling was talking about how even in training in the murder ball sessions, he can't get anywhere near Rafinha. And it's really surprising because Rafinha is not built at all, but he's just got this ability to just, even to professional players, like an Ayling's a decent player. Like you think you've got the ball and then suddenly he's away. But he said something really yeah. interesting, which was like, he was like, even the way he passes the ball, it sounds different. Like he said, yeah, like yeah. the top, top players, the way they connect with the ball just even sounds different. And yeah. so, um, yeah, so that, that, was, that was quite interesting. But what it told me in terms of the wider issue is that um, we've now got players of real quality coming into the squad, but, who, but we're still quite strategic with who we're bringing in. So yeah. I think particularly of Llorente, Koch, um, Rafinha and Rodrigo, who are obviously the, the big signings that we made. And, and I don't think you can levy on any of them any trace of ego. Maybe Rafinha is a little bit selfish on the ball. You can see that he cares, but actually there's none of that sort of sulking ego or anything like that. But these guys are insanely talented. Like, mm, you, we're mm. talking about, you know, the Spanish international centre-back. You know, Real Madrid haven't got any players in the Spanish national squad. Well, we, I was about to say, you know, like, obviously, like, the likes of Ramos are not going yeah. to the Euros, but, you know, Llorente, Llorente is. is. And so, like, we've got him. We've got the future German you know, regular centre-back yeah. playing for us. Yeah. And then we've got, you know, he is going to be the Brazilian right winger. I don't know many other Brazilian wingers who are playing with the intensity that Rafinha plays with. And Rodrigo as well, like, you know, Spanish number nine. Like, he's, a, you know, you just see the quality that they have on the ball, which excites me for next season. But that moment that Rafinha did that, it was like, yeah. I know that we've now got serious players in our club. And, like, that's not to do down... Dallas, that's not to do down Ailing, that's not to do down those, but those are players that Bielsa has made. And okay, so, me, like, these um, guys are ones a, that he's going to shape even further. Let me ask you a, a, a really difficult question. Um, I think we can both agree that for Leeds to improve, that there needs to be a replacement of a bunch of players. Now, some of them are more obvious than others. Um, Sunday's game turned into a testimonial yeah, uh, into yeah. all intents and purposes. Um, and uh, which shows you how crap West Brom are because <laughs> they really Brom, tried, yeah. didn't they? They were looking for penalties, they were diving well, around I like it was salmon. Farcical, the way that by the end we were trying to, you know, before we went off, just trying to give the ball to Pablo Hernandez. Uh, to score. Yeah, it, it wasn't a game of football, was it? <laughs> but listen, if Leeds are going to break into the top four, um, I might be tell me if I'm completely out of line here. Um, 
I, I believe there are certain players that we feel very, very close to that are going to have to be replaced. Yeah, yeah. And and I, and I want like Dallas might be one of them. But that if we're talking about top four, yeah, we're talking not next season, maybe not even the season after. So at that I'm not, point, I'm not, I'm not talking about necessarily cementing ourselves as a top four team. I mean that having a, a yeah, fighting chance, yeah. much like Leicester, of trying to get into the top four. I think I can see us being in a very similar scrap next it's, year. It's, I think with, we're going with into. The big boys. I think yeah, I think you're right. I think we're going into the most exciting yet the most painful period. And so like, yeah. so what's going to be happening now? It, I was already thinking about this the other day. Like, so I'm not as sentimental as, as some of the other Leeds fans in terms of like. It, I was gutted to see how upset Pablo was, like because he's yeah. a really important yeah. player for us. And Berardi, like strangely, for a man who commits assault on players on the pitch, actually has been one of the most moral voices, particularly when the sick note six went off and he refused, even though he did have an injury, he refused to take part in that nonsense um, of the players refusing to play for us. You know, he he's got this this integrity. I, yeah. I wasn't bawling my eyes out because there's only so far, like I think you mentioned it as well, like there's only so far that somebody earning 40 grand a week um, who's played for us for four years, you know, you, you can take to your heart. But but like... Well, you know, like I, I, tweet, I tweeted out earlier this week, um, the the last time you and I went to uh, uh, Ellen Road was um, in that, I wouldn't say dull, but lifeless match against Reading oh, where it yeah. felt really important yeah. and it felt like... Um, it felt like... Uh, it was just going to drift away from us. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Pablo pops up, oh. he has a shot deflected yeah. back to him, and then he just kind of helps it into the top corner away yeah. from the keeper. And what would have been one point and a bit of negativity from the fans and yeah. a bit of murmuring on the way out yeah. turned into three points. And it, it, he, it, he was no that difference, about wasn't it. he? Yeah. yeah, he was that difference in the championship. Yeah. Um, I don't know, do you think he's had a good enough run in the Premiership or do you think that the, the chances he's had have shown that he's a, a few yards behind? I have to trust him Bielsa with this one as well. I don't think he helped yeah. his case at all by um, by, by, by someone else. The other thing I've got, question yeah. I've got for you is do you think mm-hmm. his wife being plastered all over social media and like her doing having a direct conversation with the fans has helped or hindered? Hindered what? Well, his case in some ways because like he he's... I found it really uncomfortable that she would almost like come on after yeah. after a decision had been made that's gone against him and sort of mm. even if it was like from the from our club um uh, that soured it a little bit for me but look I'm I'm gutted to see both of them go like absolutely yeah. gutted um but I I had a thought in my mind today I was like it's not going to be too long until we're reading um Angus Kinnear or whoever it will be at the time some American probably yeah. um from the 49ers writing the last of our golden generation yeah, of promotion yeah, yeah. winning no, players right. and, has and that's, finally that's left. what I was getting at with that question that's what I was getting at if I said to you this that in the next 18 months we're going to phase out Luke Ayling Stuart mm. Dallas and Patrick Bamford mm. And then I will guarantee you top four because we're going to replace them with the best that Germany, France, Spain have got to offer for reasonable prices. Would you say yes or no? I yeah. So I look. I would say, I would say yes to the principle, but I would say mm-hmm. no to the players that you named, just because Bamford has scored enough this season to justify being a Premiership number nine. Um, and who 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 could potentially break into the top four? Like if he goes on next season and scores more than he has this season, then he's like only Kane is ahead of him, 
really in terms of like pro- yeah pro- yeah pro- i mean um, that being said i mean let's think about this in terms of not just as leeds fans but as like we're, th- we're talking about business yeah, yeah. you know um patrick bamford is not as young as he used to be none of us are no that's um, a fair shout yeah and if liverpool shout. come in and say we'll give you 34 million quid yeah 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 that's that i mean that's that's where the leicester model seems to have worked quite well but it's it, yeah. it carries an element of risk and, and actually the leicester model has worked quite well but Interestingly, they fell just short this time. Um, I think Ailing, mm. you know, we'll we'll have a separate se- segment on this, but I think there are certain yeah. players who have clearly the ability to be in a top four side. I think Ailing is one of them. Um, I, right, I, okay, I genuinely do. I think. But I, if Bielsa came out and said, "It's been a great servant for the club, but yeah, we need this guy in, from Bayern in, who is keen on coming in." Okay, good, fantastic. In, right, so let's move on to your. Have you done your second, second one? I've not done my second one. Yeah, That's just why done, we're not going on to yours. Yeah. Okay, my second one is actually quite apt. Have a listen to this. And Shackleton back to Dallas. And now Rafinha's made a great run and found space. And he's on the edge of the penalty area. And he's found room for the shot! Oh, Rafinha gets his goal! What about that play initially from Dallas as well? Excellent one-two. Just carved them open. And when he does get the defender faced up inside the box he cuts into the left hand side he's 18 19 yards out just lets fly with his left boot one two dallas dallas out to the right wing to rafinha and rafinha comes in and against west brom scores an absolute perler into the top corner now i've chosen this as my second i didn't realize that your second one would be rafinha as well yeah and in some ways for a similar reason um this for me is like a goal that other teams score yeah, you know it, it. It has all the hallmarks of that. That that wins the night. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That wins the night. He comes in off the right wing. He's forty yards out. I reckon 35, 40 yards out. Yeah, he take. He runs at the defender. His left foot is pointed almost like an arrow yeah. at the defender yeah. who is running backwards, 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 backwards. Yeah. Then he comes in off of the off of the um uh, the side of the eighteen yard box. Yeah. And he looks up once and he curls it outside the post inside the top corner. And that's the new Leeds United. It's almost like we were. Yeah. The, that that was the bit when we're fully born and we've got this <laughs> amazing new player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and now we're a Premiership side. Like yeah, a pro- yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what Premiership yeah. sides. You know, that that's a. They're the goals that Premiership sides. You don't see a lot of those goals in the Championship at all, do you? No, you don't. No, because they just don't have the prerequisite skill no. to kind of no. commit to and execute it. Yeah. So for me. Rafinha was was an interesting one because you know we all saw them him arriving Ellen Road at the literally the eleventh hour yeah. in the dark yeah. kind of going in and signing the contract and holding the shirt up in the middle of the night. Yeah, people, you know, we knew that the fans from Wren were particularly unhappy. That <laughs> they gone. were, weren't they? They declared really, war. really unhappy. I knew then that something was afoot. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, yeah, um, and then. Um, and then he just burst onto the scene. And for me, this is the crown and glory of, of his season in some ways. Of, co- of course, he did that great bit of skill. Yeah. And he scored other goals. Mm. They're possibly more important goals as well. But for me, this is... When he does this against Manchester United, that's when I'm going to say we're a top five, top six team. You know, and, yeah. and, and that's the next step, really, is taking players like him and maybe some of our future signings and, and the likes of Bamford and the likes of Harrison. And then you start... You know, Harrison had his kind of watershed moment against Liverpool first yes, game of the season yeah, yeah. when he took on Trent oh, yeah. brought it on the inside yeah. and then just spooned it to the bottom left yeah. that kind of kick-started his, um, his, his, uh, his season and 
And so for me, on the left wing and the right wing, they they've been absolutely incredible this season. Left yeah, wing yeah. and right wing. Yeah, Harrison's ducked in and ducked out at times, but his the whole season he's been fantastic for me. Yeah. I've, I've I've always loved him. I go I've back always, to even a, even when he was quite wasteful the last couple of seasons. I've I've always thought he yeah. had something inside of him. I go back. Um... <laughs> you laughing at me saying there's something inside of him? No. Okay. Good. Odd, odd turn of phrase. Wow, I, I meant football ability. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anything stuck in an yeah, yeah. I didn't mean an appendage. Um, I, I go back to when we saw him live. I don't think the cameras on TV do him justice no. at all. Like, just the raw pace that he yeah. has. And, and yeah. I don't know anybody in the Premiership who's got a first touch like him. Even Rafinha, like, still... Like trusting no, his, his speed to catch up to but him when he's quite close. It. It's yeah. quite close, but he's got cushion oh, feet. That's yeah. Harrison. Yeah, no, yeah. but that's a, that's a Pil- lovely pillow feet. What a goal that was! And yeah, it was a statement of intent, wasn't it? At that point, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, massive. Okay, that's my number two. What's your number one? Uh, I've been going back and forth of this. There's loads of moments that like have been really important to me, but I think I can't quite put them down as the number one. So like. There, there's, there's like innocuous moments where Bamford has just like run the length of the pitch, across yeah. the pitch to just bully top level defenders who then end up passing it back to the keeper who spoons it out and we've got to throw, like that has to go noticed. That's not number one. Like times where Ailing has been under pressure from from a press and has just flopped once yeah. again perfectly. But I think for me the number one. Has to be Dallas, Man City. Leeds are coming, and there's a ball forward for Stuart Dallas, and Dallas is through, and Stuart Dallas has scored for Leeds! Stuart Dallas breaks through the middle and rolls the ball in, and Leeds United, the 10 men of Leeds United. Absolutely incredible. Our boys never know when they're beat, and not only that, they want to come out and get the winner as well, and Stuart Dallas... There's something in our... There's a fearlessness... There's a. It's not even a confidence. It's just a a a a, a robotic, in, in the best sense of the term, machine like indifference to the scenario that they're presented with. It's a yeah. sort of like and and Bielsa's brought that in. It's like yes, they have players of a higher caliber, but we still have our system. We just have to execute it better to beat them. So the system yeah. that we'll use to play against Yeovil is exactly the same system we'll use to play against Man City. We've just got to execute better. And so, like, and, and that goal, and the fact that it was Dallas as well, who I am just mm. so pleased for, definitely that he's got the well, awards that he's got, but he is like... You've always coveted him. You've always uh, coveted him. I, 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 I joked with you. I, it was funny when I was looking at some old podcasts. Yeah. I joked with you that you were like him because... You weren't particularly good at anything, but you you were quite good at most things. <laughs> yeah, and um, and that still remains the case. Except Dallas has now become really good at everything. Good at everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. we will see him in goal one day. I I would yeah. love like on that you know on you know how you, oh, you were yeah. right. It was basically a testimonial that last game in Dallas's yeah. last game for us because he I think he's going to stay with us now until he goes to like some. Division Two Irish Northern Irish side. Um, you think but, so? Yeah. Or I mean, I hope so. But I, I reckon on his last game, I, I, I would just love it if he went in goal for the last twenty minutes. Like, there's yeah. literally no position on the pitch that he's not played and and yeah. and done a credible job. Do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember <laughs> in the championship Probably. when we were talking about him coming in for Click when 
Uh, well, no, who, uh, he was coming in for one of our, our, our central midfielders. It was Hernandez when Hernandez was injured for a bit. And we mm. were we were actually decrying him a bit as like, oh, Dallas is just not the same. He needs to be a left back. Like he just doesn't yeah, yeah, he doesn't yeah, affect yeah. the game well enough in the centre mm. of midfield. Mm. And it's like flipping heck. Like he's just gone to the premiership and just raised yeah. it a different level. And it's like so as much it's as almost unbelievable. I can't remember a time when a player of his of his uh, perceived standard yeah. and his uh, definitely his price tag that that has done anything. I mean, obviously you got Vardy who came for yeah. You know, well, I don't know what was it seven. But Vardy's pounds, not but, been but, shaped. He's he Vardy no, exactly yeah. Vardy does in the Premiership what he was doing down in the conference. What what I found really interesting again lazy punditry is that people credit a lot of the upskilling that Bielsa's done with like Ailing Dallas Alioski. Uh, you know th- those sorts of players, as they're yeah. a lot, they're so fit now. It's like no, no, yeah. no. That is a major part of it. But but Dallas now makes really good decisions, he, and technically he's really improved. Like technically, yeah. like watching him on the ball, the way he fizzes passes, the way he chooses like those angled passes that still go forward, even though it starts starts off sideways. You know mm-hmm. all those things. Like he take he's able to receive the ball under pressure and control it well. It's like. You can't tell me that the Dallas that we had initially bought was able to have the footballing brain that, that Dallas has got now. And that's Bielsa. It's beyond fitness. And Dallas has, has demonstrated, like, he probably now is the fittest player in the squad, I would say. Um, mm. And, and uh, maybe maybe Bamford it comes close, but he's got bigger legs, so he can cover more distance. But, like, well. like flipping it, like, it, it's, yeah, it was, and what a moment. What a moment mm. against Man City as well. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, that was brilliant. Well, yeah, I can't say anything more than that. I mean that that for me, the it was utterly unbelievable. Like beating the champions elects, oh. you know, and just that thing of everyone whispering about Leeds United going, oh, they're pretty decent outfit, and then we do that. I mean, you can't say fairer than that. Let's move on to my number one, yeah, because this is a real personal one for me, Ooh. and it kind of touches on a couple of things we've spoken about already. Mm. Let me just play this to you right now. And then the ball breaks and it's Strauch who strides in and gets it out to Rafinha. First time ball to Bamford. Bamford in the penalty area on the left foot. Oh, what a finish from Patrick Bamford. That's the way to end a run without a goal. He fires it up into the top corner. Bamford allows it to run across his body, then just hits it first time into the far top corner. That is a goal out of the top draw. Well done, Patrick Bamford. What a ball, Rafinha. Now, before we comment on that, I just want to play you something else as well, because this is a message that I sent to a friend of mine after that goal was scored, who is a very dear friend of mine, but he just so happens to be a Leicester fan as well. Yeah. And so for me, the highlight of the season was the victory over Leicester City. Now, I don't know whether it was, it's not to do with beating a better team necessarily. I feel like it was a little bit like they're the team that we want to be. They've got the model and the structure we want to be. And yeah. we absolutely schooled them. Yeah. And what was great was I saw an interview with Brendan Rodgers, who I've got a lot of time for yeah, before yeah, the match. Yeah. And he said quite openly, as long as you don't get drawn into a basketball match, we'll be okay. Yeah. And then we went out and in the first five minutes we drew them into a basketball match yeah, and then yeah. we knocked them here, there and everywhere. Yeah. And the thing for me that's really amazing is that 
there was that head dip moment of when Harvey Barnes scored. Mm. And it became it was one all and you thought, Oh yeah, okay, yeah. so let's yeah. let's see this one out. Then obviously your man Dallas scores an absolute belter. Yeah. And then and then it was that combination of everything I'd hoped to see, which was Strike steals the ball. Yeah. Passes to Rafina, who with a no look pass <laughs> and Bamford's in and he doesn't think he doesn't overthink it, no. which we've accused him of in the past. He puts his head down and he absolutely tonks it and it just splits into the top oh. corner and I lost it. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, at, yeah, yeah. That for me, there was a tiny, <laughs> tiny, at the edge of each eye, tiny bit of dew oh. at the edge of each eye but, oh. because I felt like, I thought, we're building. We're, we're oh, building yeah. something incredible yeah. here. We're yeah. building something incredible and Leicester City, again, I've got a lot of time for because they've built something out of nothing. They're, they're, they're a bit of a tin pot club and I mean that in a respectful way in as much as and they've got a four-year history, if we're being honest. Yeah, they're a rugby, um, they're a rugby town, mate. They're a rugby town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But their model of what they're working to, and okay, they've been squeaked out by a team that spent the best part of 300 million on players. I don't think it's anything to be like, ashamed of. They should have got over the line towards the end of the season, but I still think they should be happy and they won the FA Cup and et cetera, et cetera. If we can find ourselves in the next two or three years um, be pushing and people saying Leeds are a top six team, um, I'd be delighted. And yeah, so yeah. beating Leicester for me was, especially with Patrick Bamford, yeah. just so clinical. And I was worried about Vardy and I was worried yeah, about yeah. The, cl- the clinical, technical nature of Leicester and yeah. and how good Brendan Rodgers is at cancelling out other teams. And I thought, yeah. oh God, and they'd done it to us already yeah. quite profoundly. That um, must be part of it as well though, because they, they, they gave us a bit of a premiership schooling initially yeah, they did, and yeah. and yeah. there was there was a streetwise nature i remember I, I think i mentioned it in our podcast after the thing right robin paul robin cock had been turned inside and out by um by vardy and there was a bit yeah. where lester had already won the game and vardy just ran past the ball was miles away ran past robin cock and just spun him round just spun him round yeah. and sort of like went off smiling and you could see the confusion on his face like mm. what's going on here but that showed that sort of development, didn't it? At that time, like, no, 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 where, where we can, we can be streetwise too, and and I, and and I think, yeah, no, I'm with you on that. And you know, for for you and I, we 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 don't have the fortune of living in Leeds. We we both live in Leicester, and Leicester fans, yeah. they, they've been coming out of the woodwork over the last few years, haven't they? But before that, they were yeah. generally, on the whole, outside of like an impassioned few, they were nonchalant at best. Yeah. And so, actually, yeah, it was. It's also a reminder that we are massive as a club. Like Leeds, Leeds yeah, yeah. have the credentials to follow Leicester's model, but to be even bigger and go further and to have yeah, a, no a doubt, bigger no impact doubt. on because the there's there's something to do with heritage there yeah, as well. There's yeah, something to do yeah. with having a legacy behind you. And and you know we've got a bit of a triple whammy. You know we've got an exciting manager, we've got an exciting, relatively wealthy club, and then we've got that kind of exciting legacy that we can. Give give you know rebirth mm. to you know. In that Do you sense. think at some point we're going to become incredibly wealthy under the Forty ers Um, I don't know. The thing is, I don't know. Um, I don't know enough about franchises. I don't know enough about what they want to do with our club. I, I don't know. I don't genuinely know how big a cash cow English football is because what I do know is that Man City. The owners are happy just to splurge yeah, their money yeah, away. Yeah. Manchester United have spent a billion pound in ten years yeah, and yeah. massively in debt. Um, Liverpool haven't got any money for transfers to speak of. Yeah. Chelsea have spent uh, huge sums of money. Leicester are doing the kind of like evolutionary kind of fiscal cycle that they go through. 
Um, West Ham are probably looking at losing some of their players. Tottenham are probably looking at losing their best players. Yeah, yeah. Arsenal are down and out, spending half a million pound a week on a striker that that isn't interested in scoring goals. <laughs> and you know, it's one of those things where we actually, you know, we looked with with some annoyance at the Championship when we were there, saying. Yeah. Look at all these teams spend overspending to try and get out of this league, yeah. and that means that they finished the end of the year with large debts, but not debts that would see you go under. Yeah. Whereas there are teams in the Premiership that have effectively should close their doors any yeah. day now. Yeah, if, yeah. You know, if yeah. if, the, if the tax man came, yeah. Um, but they're fiddling the books left, right, and centre, like in a legal way, obviously. Yeah. Um, just to keep their doors open and, and hope and hope for some kind of you know why is everyone scrambling for European places? Well, it's not it's not for European glory and to make sure they have got that bit of tin in their in their cabinets. It's because they want to make sure that they can just keep topping up the players' wages and, and stay yeah. competitive. Yeah. yeah. So if they came in and said, "Here's you know four hundred million, do what you want," I would be scared about that, especially if it wasn't in Bielsa's hands. Yeah. I'd yeah. be scared about. Yeah. I'd be scared about even a trusted set of hands. Bielsa would give 300 million of it back and be like, well, I found the players I want. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Well, he'd uh, take or he it would give it and then give it out to somebody else and he's in. Yeah, he'd build a youth hostel on yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever, you know. But um, I hope that everyone's having discussions behind the scenes to say, listen, we're after sustainability. We're after something that looks like a future. We have this pot of money, whatever it is. And I think a good example is this summer, we have to spend something. Yeah. We, we, we can't sit there and say, well, you know, we're going to see how the youth get on. You know, we, we've experimented with that a little bit and there's been some good and some not so good come out yeah. of that. But we've got to make a couple of marquee signings. Yeah, and I'm not going to sit here and say say who, that, who they are. Um, we need young super talented players that are going to be moulded in the next couple of years under Bielsa yeah. um, and then we've got a really good chance of getting into yeah. the top six but yeah. we need to have an eye on you know what are our 18 year olds doing you know it, we, we need to have a bit of a a bit of a turnover in terms of right so when Ailing does hit 30, 31 instead of going out and spending 70 million on whatever Barcelona are turning down yeah, or whatever, yeah. like yeah. What's, what's coming through well, yeah. and I know that sounds fairly obvious but <laughs> Most teams in the Premiership don't do that. No, 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 they don't. You know, yeah. I, I think yeah, they're I all think they're that's... all trying to buy someone that's a bit too old, but has done the job before, yeah. or put all of their money into someone that kind of has done a job in the second division, in like in Serie B or something. You know, it's... <laughs> yeah, looking for the gem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, can I just come back? You know, as as a summary of the season, mm. how do you feel about fifty nine points, ninth place? Oh. It's incredible. I think you called, you said at the start of the season, in and around, we'd be in and around this, that there's an outside yeah. chance we could be pushing to Europe. And I wouldn't hear it. Um, <laughs> you know, I was like, you know, our job is survival. Um, I, I think I, that's just because you didn't want to consider buying tickets to Sparta Prague. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who does? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I, I, can't, I can't, you know, um, you I can't think of. Yeah, exactly. I I can't think about minus fifteen yeah. on a Tuesday night yeah, for a locomotive, yeah. fucking whatever they're called, Moscow. Yeah. No, I know. I understand, but I mean, like, yeah, you know, yeah, I understand. Yeah, there's there, there are a lot of locomotives around, aren't there? 
Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 mate, I'm absolutely delighted with this season. I'm delighted. I, I think anybody who uh, that stupid Boyd idiot that's trying to somehow like not uh, apologise no, for Scottish egghead. Morgan. Oh my yeah, yeah. word! Like, yeah. but but like, actually, I think everybody, even those outside of the club, can look at this season as being an unqualified success. What really annoys me is like, particularly those who are fans and pundits from the. Um, Premiership hegemony, it will be like, oh, but there'll be the second season burnout, you know, blah, blah, blah. They, they can't, they're so ingrained in this that nobody breaks in that they're not going to see us coming, which is great. But actually, mm-hmm. this season has been an unqualified success. I actually think the biggest season, uh, the biggest success of the season, and maybe actually I should have put this as my number one, was, mm-hmm. but it was so under the radar and it was so sort of casually mentioned was Bielsa signing the contract. Because he'd taken the team through pre-season and, and all of that. But, you know, it was really late in the day, wasn't it, before that first game, that he actually signed the contract. Mm-hmm. But that, for me, was massive. Our biggest signing this summer, and we know that it's going to happen, and, you know, it shows how, how much he's got this affinity for us as a club. You know, I think we've got to be close to Newell's in his heart. Um mm is the fact that he's going to stick around next season. That's the biggest signing. More important than Rafinha, more important than DePaul, if he comes in, more important than anybody like that, is Bielsa. Yeah. Do you... I mean, ninth in the table is brilliant. Most points serve any promoted team to the Premiership. Loads and loads of goals, etc., etc. There's a tiny bit of me, and again, you're going to really scoff at this, I'm a bit disappointed with finishing below Arsenal, to be honest. <laughs> well, no, because they're crap. <laughs> they're I mean, a joke, aren't they, Arsenal? They they, they are a joke. I, but, Look, listen, our, know, our third and, our and third Spurs, man, yeah. our, oh, this is day Spurs. Um, our third our third man, Jim, who um, big Jim, I I te- big Jimmy Jim Jim. I texted him and yeah. said, "Mate, come on!" Because like, being an Arsenal yeah. fan, I was like, "Yeah, I I need to get in under your skin a little bit." Basically, what I was saying is, like, Jim, you've come into contact and you're helping support a podcast about a proper football club. And his yeah. response was, Arsenal's in the blood. And I, I've not been able to get over that. Jim, how can a team I like Arsenal be in the like, blood? Like what, like it's, HIV? It's a lot like, yeah, like an STD. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like a venereal yeah, disease. Yeah, yeah. Jim, yeah. what is there in a the gout. blood about Arsenal? There's no identity. There's no sense of a club that, and players that you can take pride in. No, no, no. He's Leeds and he knows it. He just he, he yeah. just needs a bit of time, doesn't he? He needs to watch a few more episodes of Arsenal Fan TV, realise who he's knocking about with, and then, um, yeah. you know, I think come one over thing, to the One the thing I found side. really refreshing, one thing I found really refreshing is, you know when Everton won the league in November? Yeah. We've managed to finish just one place above them. Um, and it's funny how you can win the league so early in the season and yet still finish below a freshly promoted team. Um, interesting <laughs> and um, obviously finishing above Aston Villa is an absolute delight because <laughs> they they were desperate to finish above us how were they desperate that's <laughs> what they were playing for basically oh. I, so we've, we, we've brushed upon it already but yeah. let me just read this to you Sheffield United 23 points <laughs> West Brom 26 points Fulham 28 points and then Burnley, whose brand of football I find particularly disgusting, if I'm being honest, yeah. 39 points. So they make Fulham look awful. 
and then just above them Brighton 41. So from 16, 17, 18, 19 and 20, you've got the f- that's 41 points from 38 matches. <laughs> it, this is the best league in the world. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it, it's, but we've walked it, mate, and we have, and I don't care what. What, what, what do you, what do you see for, what do you see for, for the guys coming up? Your Watfords and your Norwiches. It's interesting because I've still got a little bit of Championship PTSD, and so like um, Watford would always be would be a team that is, that would always have been in the Premiership, and so it's like yeah, they're, yeah. They're, if we play against Watford, we'll be the underdogs. Well, we're clearly not that now, which is really odd. Yeah. Um, yeah. Norwich always used to give us a really good game. And, and on the whole, I, I would be convinced that we would lose to Norwich every time we played them. Um, but like again, now we're a completely different outfit. And it, it's, it's, it's crazy that like I was looking at the teams coming up. I'm like, oh, no, Brentford will always gave us a tough game. And oh, no, Bournemouth will be a really tough game. And oh, no, like Norwich are going to be a tough game no, and all that. No. But I think in reality, for those teams coming up, I, I think they're going to be worried, you know, because there's going to be a kickback to the COVID season. Yeah. And I think we're going to see quite an, quite, um, quite an active summer in terms of transfers, particularly from the top end of you the think? Premiership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, right. and, and, and Because I think prices are going to have been suppressed what about slightly. money? I think prices are going to be being suppressed slightly because people are now actually seeing that you can, you can get a Rafinha for 17 million. You know, um, but but also like some of the top players, I don't think these days outside of Kane, you get the sense that Kane, like people are balking at the 120 million for Kane. It's a sort of people are actually talking about more realistically, we're going to spend 70 million on Kane and that sort of you thing. You think Man City? You think Man City are going to plunk for him at 100 I don't, million? No, I don't. I really don't because I think really? I think we're you reaching that first. point. Yeah, and and the moment you have <laughs> the moment you have that that sort of um, that that ceiling hits. Your players that would have previously gone for fifty or sixty million suddenly now go for thirty or forty, and yeah. and and for me that spells disaster for your Norwiches and your clubs like that that are coming up. Your Watfords who can't really go out and splurge thirty five million on a player. That also makes me realise where we're at because we can. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, can, yeah, yeah. And, and we've demonstrated that we're willing to do that in the right situation. So Rodrigo was a really interesting purchase because when you combine his weekly salary with what we've paid for him in terms of a transfer fee, like we're mixing it with the top 10, I think, in terms yeah. of that. The difference is they, they get two or three players like that, um, whereas we've got the one. But actually, like that, that shows we're mixing it. So I'd I'd be really quite concerned if I was those teams that are coming up because also, like the championship is a tough paper round. Like mm-hmm. you you don't come out of the championship unscathed, and 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 I think Watford don't strike me as a club that are able to evolve or die. I, I mm-hmm. you know I don't think I don't see the evolution. Norwich, they'll still be playing Pookie up front. Um, yeah, and yeah. particularly if like the players that got them promoted leave, I mean they'll be shooting themselves in the foot if Buendia actually ends up coming up to us or to one of the top top teams as well. Um, you know, it, it, it could it could happen, and so like yeah, it, it's going to be tricky. Brentford, you know, if they what happens if they carry on their model, they get promoted, and then you know Tony goes to you know Arsenal or Liverpool or someone like that. Oh, do know? me a favour, he goes to bloody West Ham and sits on the bench. <laughs> 
Yeah, come true. on, he's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the issue, though, isn't yeah. it? That's the issue. Yeah, and they, they, they right. yeah, they, they get, they get Tammy Abraham's understudy on loan. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> right then, listen up. That's the first half of the you season. You smacked um, your lips like a man on form there. Like a man on what? Did you um? Did you did I hear the clink of a glass earlier on as well? Did you put some ice in a, a glass? In my mind, you're in a leatherette chair with a uh, whiskey. I'm actually wearing my dressing gown inside out, and there's a soiree happening behind me. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, listen, I'm in, I'm I'm excited um, because I want to play a bit of a quiz with you. Oh, now I don't think I met anyone who's known as much about Leeds United as you. Oh, and I would like to test that fact. Yeah, oh, I know. No. I've only met two people, <laughs> and I'm and I'm the other one. Oh. <laughs> um, and um, I would like to test that fact by doing um, doing a, a small quiz. Um, so if you would please, um, this is completely original material. Is it? I just wanted to say that before we even get started. This is completely okay. original material. So just before um, we get started, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to... Um, let me think. Um, uh, yeah, okay. I've done an original um, kind of like bit of sound to go with it. So this, the quiz is starting now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, flipper. Oh, flipping it. That is offensively loud. Okay, so welcome. I'll just turn that off because I just made that Mate, music myself. So just, the point of this is that you've just you've ruptured a, my um, eardrums. Sorry, you've just got a um, you've got a board. Imagine if you can in your own mind. Yeah. yeah. Imagine a board filled with yellow kind of pentagons, um, hexagons. And they've Block, got letters on them, if you can. Sorry? Blockbusters. Yeah, they're blocks. They're blocks. And I guess I guess you can bust them. Yeah, blockbusters. It's blockbusters. But, um, it's blockbusters. You've, got, you've, got, you've, got different, you've got different... Have I got my, have got, I've got to make my way across the blocks? Well, what you've got... No, hang on, wait there. It's not that simple. So oh, right. you have to... Um, when you've... <laughs> when you've... Um, answered a, a question, let's say, for, for instance, it's an R, yeah. then that R will drop out yeah. and then you kind of navigate your way to the next letter on that. Uh, yeah. um, like, like you, on you can see the book. I'm not familiar with Blockbusters. Yeah, no, yeah, well, so, yeah. Okay. Okay, so um, I will give you a Leeds United question for each one of those. Okay. Okay. The problem is um, I've only devised this about 30 seconds before we started the podcast today. <laughs> So the letters have nothing to do with the actual answers. <laughs> so if you do get it, <laughs> if you do get it, it will be absolutely groundbreaking. Okay? So it's not. It's like blockbusters, so but you worse. Can a, if you, you can either go left to right or up and down. That's a rule that I've made up. Um, <laughs> so it's <laughs> it's up to you. <laughs> Don't tell you to do that. Okay. So can you choose a letter, please? I can't see the letters. Oh, can I choose any letter? Yeah, go of the alphabet. R. Okay, R. Um, apart from the Whites and United, what's the nickname oh. for Leeds United? What's going on? <laughs> apart from the Whites and United, what is the nickname for Leeds United? Oh, sorry, you cut out for a second then. The Peacocks. Yeah, good. That's R. What letter would you like next? <laughs> That's all. The peacocks. Come on. That's all. Come on. Um, You're on a timer. B. Okay. What B? Gillingham met Leeds at Ellen Road on the 19th of September 2009. Leeds eased to a 4-1 victory on that day. I'm just going to turn off this intense music because yeah. it's not appropriate right now. Um, 
Leeds eased to a 4-1 victory on that day, but yeah. which player scored his first goal of that season? 2009-2010. Ooh, 2009-2010. I'm going to go for first goal of the season. It would have been League One. Not Trezor Candol. Beckford. Not Beckford. Johnny Howson. Big Howson! Okay. Yep. Okay. I'm good to see with that. Um... Just start that again, that music. Um, who was the first manager? Um, what, what letters do you want? It doesn't matter. I'm going to have the same question. So you've, just, you've just broken through the come facade on, come on, quick, of the quick, 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 quick. Uh, on a timer. Why? On a timer. Oh, no, you said I couldn't okay. say that what? one. Said. No, it's all right. Why? No, no, why's fine. What, why? What, why? Okay, who was the first manager to pick Lee Bowyer for England? Ooh. Sven, no. Uh, yes. Sven Goran Eriksson, yeah. Well done. That's the why. Next letter. <laughs> Sven, Sven Goran Eriksson. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, a. In 1971, which player became the first Leeds United Player of the Year? 1971. 71. Bremner. No. Nope. Se- it's a Y. It's a Y. Oh. Yep. Tony Yorath. No. Norman Hunter. Why? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Next letter. Um. <laughs> the letters are used. Seven. <laughs> When Leeds bought, hang on. <laughs> Am I out of time? Okay. When Leeds bought Jason Wilcox from Blackburn Rovers, he was the longest-serving member of the Blackburn squad. How many league games did he play for Blackburn? I will take this um, within ten. Oh, how generous! How many league games did he play okay, for Blackburn? Okay, we're fifty then. All right. Um, two hundred. Yeah, two hundred forty-three. So you got that right, <laughs> technically. <laughs> This is okay. the best um, quiz I've ever been a part of. Okay, right. Oh. Okay, what letter would you like next? This is this is this is this is you got to get this within the next um, forty-five seconds. Otherwise, you've lost. Alpha. Okay, which letter would I like next? Okay, okay, brilliant. Um, Leeds bought Danny Mills from Charlton Athletic at the start of the nineteen ninety-nine two thousand season. But at which club did Danny start his senior career? Oh. I will repeat. Tossa Mills from Charlton Athletic in 1999-2000. Well, which club did Danny start his career? I think it's London. I want to say Arsenal or Tottenham. Mm. Something's leading me towards Spurs. Was it Spurs? (laughs) No. This is is Alpha. (laughs) Arsenal? No, it's Norwich. Okay, that's enough. He started at Norwich. Yeah, he did. Who yeah. starts their career at Norwich? Okay, right. So that's that bit done. Um, <laughs> do you think that was a success? Or? Well, you tell me. I think I got more wrong than I got right. I mean, I, I can't. I, I, apart from the letters being wrong and the the kind of music interrupting Can I tell your you, stream, the bit that, that made pads, me laugh was it that was you, dreadful. You you started asking the question before you wanted me to pick a letter. That just to me broke through the facade. <laughs> Yeah. So that was just I, I like to call that um that's called uh, uh the, the, no it's called Le- uh, the the Leeds Pentagons. The Leeds Pentagons. Next week we've got um family ball tunes <laughs> <laughs> in which I play your whole family a terribly boring tune. Um, well, that's an original. Yeah. Um, okay. Sorry, I, I, I'll try to do something different. Then I should have known that we should have just carried on talking and not tried anything. No, that was lovely. I, I, no, I, I liked that. I, I loved Blockbusters when it was on in 1995. 
I'm not familiar with blockbusters, to be honest. You, you're completely was... familiar with blockbusters. <laughs> Don't lie to yourself and to the listeners. <laughs> that was good, though. I liked it. Well done, Stu. Yeah, good, lovely. You've got, um, actually, no, you've got a really good air as a quiz master. What you've got is you've yeah. got the slightly disapproving, slightly bored, like, I'm picking up my paycheck despite what yeah. you win. It My paycheck's still bigger than your winnings. Sort of talking yeah. to a member of the public. I don't have to speak to you in the green room afterwards because you're not allowed access to my part of the building. Sort of air of the quiz vibe, uh, the quiz master. I tell you vibe. what, you know what? It's interesting actually because what we could do. I've been thinking of this other quiz. Um, I wrote a tune for that as well. Um, I just ask you questions, and then if you answer a series of questions, you end up with a lot of money. <laughs> Does the money increase? <laughs> so. <laughs> One of the one of the things that makes Leeds as good as they were is their solid midfield. But which of the midfield four was the only Englishman in the 1991-92 season? Oh, was the only Englishman? Yes. Um, I thought that the way you in, intonated that suggested you were going to go on to say something else. Um, ooh, ooh, ooh. Speed was Welsh, Strachan was Scottish, McAllister oh, was Scottish. Got, you've got a lovely brain. Batty. Can I have the full answer, please? David Batty. And is that your final answer? Well, the thing is that's difficult is that I've been given no options here. Um, can I phone a friend? Sure. Uh, I'd like to phone Stu. Uh, you only know me. <laughs> <laughs> you only know me. Um, I, okay, go on then. I, okay. You're going to have to do that thing where you call. Hi, Stu. Hello, mate. You're right. Yeah, I'm just here with Stu, um, and I've got about thirty seconds what are you doing, to mate? tell you. Um, what are you up to? 91-92 the boot, season. Um, there were lots of uh, what, non Englishmen. No, no. What's happening? <laughs> no, no. There's Who? there's two thousand pounds on the line here. Was Batty? Is that it? I can give you that myself, mate. I got it in my back pocket. What, what are you doing? You doing that millionaire shit? Stu, yeah, Stu. Uh. It was David Batty, the only English midfielder in the Leeds. Um, I can't even remember if it was 91 or 92 season, but one of them. Mm, David Batty, he was good, wasn't he? Yeah, he was really good. He was good. Yeah. He was good. Yeah. Is that a um, yes? Well, you got you got McAllister. Right. He was um, Scottish. Well, the 30 seconds is well over now. i got now. an interesting story about McAllister. <laughs> right. So, the thing was, he was... <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. My answer, Stu, is Olivier Dacour. <laughs> no, it's Batty. It's David Batty. It's clearly Batty. And the answer is... I don't have the music because I've not made it yet. But the answer is David Batty. Yeah. Well done. McAllister, Strachan are Scottish and Speed was Welsh. So Yeah, I was happy with that. That sounds... You know, I even, I made that, that one slightly more ad hoc than the one I made before, but it feels, it feels better. It feels more structured. So, <laughs> yeah. Good work. I felt yeah, really work. nervous. I genuinely, like... Maybe I'm just a credulous idiot, but I genuinely was brought into it then. Like I was, I was, yeah. I was in the chair for a moment, and you were Tarrant. You've got the look of Tarrant about you, actually. Have I? I think you'll look like. Ah, <laughs> oh, these are for the easy questions at the start, where it's like, yeah, yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. hilarious because he sort of laughs along with them until they get one wrong, and it's like you're leaving with nothing. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like is a hippo yeah. a a mammal? Yeah. B a reptile, B, your mom. C, yeah, your mum, yeah. or D, an alien. And they're like, <laughs> a reptile. Yeah. And he's like, and, But there's always one gimp that goes, you know what? I don't get on with mum. 
and I've always suspected. It's like, yeah, easy, mate. It's like a lightweight, frothy, you know, quiz yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, hosted by a man who's so, going to be the next target of Operation Nutri. Anyway, sorry. Oh. No, that's, that's, that's scandalous. That's scandalous, isn't it? It would be scandalous if it wasn't true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so um, listen, I think we're going to call it a day there. We've got loads and loads of kind of like summary of the season to go. We want to go through the players. We want to talk about who's who's Sean, who's what's it, who's Bon, who's, who's Sean, who's gone, whose star yeah. oh, has dimmed, nice. and who has. So we're going to talk about that <laughs> next time. Okay. Um, <laughs> that erudite um, nature. <laughs> and. Um, I think it's worth mentioning now, just very quickly at the end, that we are going to be um, moving towards the European Championships, um, and we're going to have uh, some Euro shows. Uh, we're going to watch. We're going to, uh, and that is going to be pure. It's, it's going to be nothing else other than pure old shit. Yeah, it's going to be yeah, yeah, saying yeah. any old. And crap. it's going to be mainly but, me trying to get you enthused about international football while you talk about. Yeah, and how it'll, be me, it'll be me looking at it'll be me looking at um, European players that. Uh, I I never knew they existed until they've turned up, and I'm gonna be trying to somehow jam kind of like their names in with stuff like herpes and cock and minge and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so we're gonna, you know, I I I euros, therefore I am. Oh, you like that? I, I tell you, you like what, you've taken our branding and you've taken us in a slightly different direction. It took me a while, that took me an hour to think that. Up. Well, that's one of your 59 quick minutes. Ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifty-nine minutes in the toilet. One minute thinking. Um, <laughs> that's why you are. Yeah. Therefore, I am. It doesn't. It, I lead. Therefore, I mean, people have picked up, picked us up on our grammar before. Yeah. Say that leads is like a noun and use it as a verb. Um, and then I try to explain in as cogent a way yeah, as possible yeah. that yeah. I, I do leads. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Le- it lead, didn't come across very well with a message. It, and it just, it just shows. Sandra, it just really. shows that they don't know what it means to be leads. No, I think it can clue, be a noun and a verb. Clue. Idiots. Yeah, um, exactly. yeah, do yeah, we? Yeah. If you don't lead, you you ain't leads. So before we leave, uh-huh. do we need to mention um, the purveyors of our wonderful leather bags? Nah. All right. They stopped listening ages ago. Yeah. Let's Man- be honest. Manscaped. With each other. Buy buy some stuff from them. They kind of sponsor us. Um, they they do in the sense of like um, in the same way that I was sponsored by my mum when I was growing up. I.e., given a very limited amount of supplies and left to fend for myself. Um, that wasn't meant to be that serious. It's just the truth, <laughs> and so, and so, <laughs> um, no, 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 no. Come on, no, you know, don't speak a little dead. She's not dead. Oh, um, no, I know. Um, but um, but they they've left us alone, and I think it's because they realised that um, the, the dead the dead horse that was laying in the middle. Of the yeah, street, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wasn't they were starting to see the rib cage it had been flogged so much yeah yeah um, the meat yeah. is now rotten yeah yeah exactly it'd been yeah. rotten so all um yeah, yeah 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 so we're not really i guess we are by by their stuff if you want put our name in um ironically it's not our name but yeah pop it in see what happens and um you'll get some money off looking forward to these i'm looking forward to the rest don't. of the recaps for the season stew looking going through the players oh, you know mate, that, da- that dallas episode you just need to strap in because I could talk about that man until Kingdom Come. Yeah, and I think the other thing it's worth talking about is this. Um, I, I would like to um, get Juani back oh, on fantastic. our podcast yeah. because I want us as well. I've been in some communique with him yeah. and um, we interviewed him, I think, just before we came up into the Premiership. Mm. And he was 
saying all kinds of insane things like you're gonna have it's, you know it, it was like he was talking about the third reich it was saying you've got a thousand years of glory ahead of you and all this kind of stuff yeah yeah and um we were pinching ourselves we couldn't believe it and you know what he was absolutely spot on yeah even though we're one like one yeah. year into it yeah <laughs> but yeah he, he was in britain he was saying about statues outside and um, outside of Bielsa outside of Ellen Road and the rest of it and frankly I can see that all happening so oh, it's exciting it is exciting um, so listen mate until next time I Leeds therefore we are yes we do see you mate see you mate That was almost professional. <laughs> <laughs>